All right, winging it, episode four. You guys know I usually like to start very nonchalant, kind of silly like this whole podcast, but uh, got to get serious for a moment. A tragedy did happen in the past week, um, and we want to give our support to all those involved, the family, and uh, we encourage you to support this GoFundMe. Austin, you've got all the details. Yeah, so a couple nights ago, our uh, good friend Destiny was walking out of a restaurant and was involved in a hit and run um she immediately got taken to the hospital into the ICU and i believe they put her into a medically induced coma um she has a lot of injuries and uh she's been in and out of surgery for the past 2 days destiny's literally one of the sweetest and nicest girls i've ever met and you know you hear stuff like this happening to random people but when it's someone you actually know it's like holy shit, it puts it into perspective for you. So yeah, there is um, there's a GoFundMe. If you go to the Mizzou Tri-Delta Instagram, um, there's a link and uh, her mom gives updates every day on how she's doing. I know she had a bunch of surgery today. So our, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with her and her family and we're hoping she can get through this. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, thoughts and prayers, as always. Um, just horrible news to hear about, and we hope you guys support that, uh, the GoFundMe Mizzou Tri-Delta page. Uh, no other way to transition other than awkwardly from that, um, but I did want to start with something topical, which is we record on Monday nights, uh, Monday night football going on right now. And I, so I'm unique because I'm an announcer and I, I usually, I watch broadcasts differently. I'm always kind of analyzing the craft of the broadcaster. Um, Mike Tirico, when he was the, uh, head guy of Monday night football, him and Gruden, like it was, it was must tune in every single Monday, must see television. Didn't matter the game. It was great. Uh, Tirico, you know, who's a great broadcaster. He dealt with some sexual harassment issues back at ESPN. Um, not too many people know about it. You could Google it, but he reformed himself early on, reformed his image. Um, and he's, he's of course about to take over a Sunday night football uh, for NBC. But the larger point I'm trying to get to is nothing is funnier than Monday Night Football Twitter, just people shitting on like Jason Witten, uh, Booger McFarland. Booger McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you see, remember that, like, uh, that movable chair, the Booger Mobile sideline? Yeah. And fans were like pissed because they're paying this money and he's just moving in front of them, blocking <laughs> their view. But what's so funny is like Joe Tessitore, who was a great college broadcaster, still is. He was a great, like, they threw him in that chair. Everyone hated him, but he was with Booger and Jason Witten, uh, Sean McDonough yeah. before him. People like great college broadcaster, legendary broadcaster. Something about the Monday night football chair just swallows people up. And I just kind of want to get your guys' – because I watch it more from like I'm critiquing announcers, but you guys just watching it for the game. You know, who were some guys you hated? Who were some guys you like? And do you think of it that much? Because it's never – it's like death taxes every single Monday night. The Monday night football booth is trending on Twitter for people hating them. Dude, I think that <laughs> they it's just the pinstripes. Like, it's too much noise. They definitely get shit on more than any other crew that does yeah. games. Um, Steve Levy though, this I year. Say, I think he's a great broadcaster, but everyone's like, oh, my God, Steve Levy again? I'm like, I think it's just the I chair. Don't mind him. I think yeah. Tony Romo might be the best broadcaster I've ever seen, though. Agreed. Dude's calling out plays, but, like, 
Rain Man. So um, I actually have a know, bone to go ahead, Austin, but I've got a bone to pick about you guys about Romo. We'll get into that. Um, I do like Joe Buck. He's a St. Louis guy. I mean, people shit on him, but I think he's all right. Um, Aqib Talib, we were just talking. I don't think he's done Monday night, but <laughs> yeah, he made like, his debut. He's like one of the Fox broadcasts. He's like the Wait, is he really? Yeah. You know how Fox has all those games, CBS has all the all those games. So they literally have a, their A crew through like their F crew. So like their F crew is like Dick Stockton and like Akeem Talib. If you listen to him, he's like, you know, man, he can't be doing that. You know, look at him running down the field like that. I mean, come on, man. Like literally, we were cracking up listening to him. Um, My favorite but, announcer is Chris Collinsworth, hundred percent. He's great. Yeah. He's good too. Here's a guy. Um, we uh, I started Monday night right before this, and they were just shitting on the Bears right away. <laughs> Even pregame, they're shitting on them so bad. I felt bad for Drew. I just had to leave. <laughs> Dude, uh, listen this- to this fucking stat by the Bears. In all the third quarters, the entire season, they have scored seven points in nine games. Of third quarters, they have scored seven points. That's one touchdown and zero points in every other quarter. Wow. Yeah, they suck. Um, <laughs> Drew was just talking about, and Matt was too, about how uh, Matt Nagy finally gave up play-calling duties. Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, it's Steve Levy. I don't mind the the Monday Night Football crew. I actually think it's pretty solid with Levy, uh, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. Um, but you brought up Romo. And I, he's starting to grow on me, but initially I couldn't stand him. And that was such a minority take because everyone loved him. But yeah, he, so he called like the first play. He's like, oh, it's a, he just audible. That's going to be a halfback dive. And he runs it two yards up and everyone just collectively creamed their pants. What? What? This guy knows football. This guy knows football. And then it like got to his head to where he's trying to do it every single time. You know, yeah. so, like, he was calling – he was trying to call, like, 41 plays. You know, Jim, and he's stepping all over Jim Nance. You know, Jim, I think there's going to be a reverse flea flicker for a touchdown, and it's just a halfback draw. <laughs> ah, you know, I, 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 he must have audibled out of it. I mean, Tony. But he is, like, a guy's guy watching from the couch, and that's why he is so relatable and likable. The there first were- season, he did so well that there he was, like, had the third highest odds to become – uh, some team's next offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator because he was calling so many plays. <laughs> he, um, yeah, and then he got paid, I'm pretty sure. But, like, yeah, all those clips of him going viral of, like, calling the plays, like, were there a lot of plays that he got wrong? Because you never saw that, really. I think it was just me extra critiquing him because all you guys saw on Twitter was, oh, my God, Tony Romo, listen to this call. And I'm actually watching the game. I'm like, dude, shut the hell up, you know, as he's, like, trying to do this for the 10th time this drive. Um, Austin, your point, do you guys have a guess? This will blow your mind. How much Tony Romo makes per game as a broadcaster for – or maybe it's uh, – yeah, per year, sorry. How much Tony Romo makes per year as a CBS football A-team analyst? Per year. Per year. $22 million. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was going to say like seven or eight. Uh, that's a pretty good range. It's $16 million. He gets $1 million per game. 
Uh, that was announced the other, I think it was last year, or a year and a half ago. And the players were like, wait a second. <laughs> this guy's getting paid more than us just to, yeah. to, to call the games once and in golf. <laughs> Sometimes he golfs in events. Um, but yeah. Yeah, then it was uh it was showing like really good players that like weren't even close to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's and it's it's ridiculous, but hey, I, I can't not respect a guy getting his money, getting paid. Um, so Monday night bag, football, baby. getting a bag, Monday night football leads into some pretty funny gambling beats from this past, uh, this past Sunday, but also who put in there oh, in bold, I might add double trap game parentheses oh, happen go, a lot on prime time. So as our recurring listeners, um, usually know we start the pod about like 10 minutes before Monday night football. I usually chime in once the game starts, when people score, a uh, little update there. Vikings are up 7-3, start of the second. This game, the double trap game, okay? I will show you my tickets, what I bet. This is your classic game, okay? You're rolling out. You see Vikings-Bears, Monday Night Football, Soldier Field. The Bears stink, okay? Yep. They suck ass. Best defense, worst offense. So you look at it. You see Vikings minus three. You go, boom, that's money, Okay. But then you start to think, you let it simmer for a second. You think, wait, now Nagy's not calling the, the play calls for the offense anymore. Yep. They're at home, good defense. Are the Vikings legit? Boom, you switch over. You think it's a trap. You take the Bears, okay? You're feeling a little eh, about the Bears, but, you know, you're like, it's a trap. I beat the system. Then you get hit with this fun little fact, this little fact stat. Kirk Cousins is 0 for 9 in Monday Night Football. <laughs> Boom. The double yeah. reverse trap. You're back on the Vikings. There's no way this man goes 0 for 10 on Monday Night Football. <laughs> that would be one of the craziest NFL stats ever. So I will post my ticket, but I bet uh, Vikings money line parlayed with the over, parlayed with the under in the Seattle Cardinals game. Mm. Coming up here. On the on uh, Thursday night football, Come so on. you went Vikings. Yeah, I went Vikings. I had to because it feels better to lose betting the Vikings than it feels to bet the Bears and lose because every time the Bears don't cover or they they just lose, it's like you knew it was gonna happen. You know, it's like you're looking out the window about to go to work and it's it's pouring rain, and you still think. Now, I'll be okay. <laughs> Just a It'll probably lighten up by the end of the day. <laughs> and then you're off work at five and it's still pissing rain. And you're like, why didn't I bring a jacket? It's raining harder. Uh, yeah. Aaron, I got bad news for you. It's the Bears tonight. Um, <laughs> the last time the Vikings beat Chicago, just in general, was 2017. Uh, you also said Kirk Cousins wow. 0 9. It's going to be 0 and 10. It's 7 3 right now. Um, they haven't won since oh, since 17. Yeah. It's been a 2 0 season sweep for the Bears the last two years. Well, the Bears were really good in 18. They had a rough, rough season last year. Yeah, but, uh, and they still. consistently still beat the Vikings twice a year. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. And even more. Okay. This is that feeds into a possible triple trap <laughs> game. 
You just got to trust it, man. You just got to trust the heater. I mean, also, no, I, I did. I watched too, Corbett's. Right? I saw that you guys were on the Bears. Um, that that was also, you know, a good sign that I should not bet them. So Right, but then I just saw that the entire uh, Monday Night fr- Football crew, take it as you will, were on the Vikings. You know, so it's just and, – and look at last night. Look at last night. Did you were you guys on on the uh, Ravens? Yeah, I got a bad oh. beat for you. I made a um, a seven game, maybe six seven game parlay, fifty bucks to win like eleven hundred. Hit every single game in in the afternoon games. Every bet, um, all I had was Ravens minus seven. It was fifty to win eleven hundred. I didn't hedge oh, because God. in this house we don't hedge. Okay, <laughs> there's two mottos I live by. You never hedge, and you buy Bitcoin. You hedge. Shut, shut the fuck. I up. always <laughs> hedge. I but I last night I didn't hedge, and I don't know why. I always hedge. Um, I thought the Patriots just sucked. Thought Lamar was gonna come out, and he failed me. Okay, talk about bad beats. What about um, Browns minus four, uh-huh. and Chubb runs that fifty yard. Was it? I don't even know. And then he runs out of bounds, doesn't cover, and then the Bills money line didn't cover either because the hail mary those were bad beats that um, chub play that's the todd Gurley special yeah yeah i still i mean you got the, the fantasy f- points for the run but still um let's talk about drew winning his bet on saturday <laughs> oversleeping for his pick sunday <laughs> and then uh yeah, oh, I went happened? with the Bears with him tonight just to support him, you know, because I guess they're due. I mean, they're terrible, but. Um, what, well, it's funny because Drew, yes, he comes on and he's a Notre Dame fan, right? So he picks Notre Dame and I, you know, I'm being conversational and I go, what do you think about the quarterback Ian Book? And I just flustered him. I flustered him. And he was just like, yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure. But he won the bet anyway. <laughs> But then he came in – it actually worked out for him because NFL's a sport because he came in strong on Monday with, you know, he, he Bears are his team. He came in. He knew everything. And, hey, he's cashing money, which is, uh, you know, good for him. So we're, I, we're all in the Bears. Austin, you said you are as well. I do want to pose this kind of thought to you guys. So you mentioned the two bad beats. Those are the ones I wanted to get to. The Hail Mary, incredible. Portnoy, uh, kind of his soul just leaving him on that beanbag that chair. So that, that was so funny. Uh, I mean, I feel for him. I've been there, but it was just – he ate it like a champ, that smirk on his face as he just kind of looked around in disbelief. I would reckon that's the worst bad beat, but there was a couple of bad beats there because if you had Cardinals money line, that's great. If you had Cardinals minus two and a half, you hate Cliff Kingsbury today because mm-hmm. he took the knee so they couldn't get the two points. Oh, he, I didn't Bills, realize that. Bills plus yeah. two and a half. But, oh, my like Portnoy, he was on Bill's money line. You get your heart ripped out by one of the most incredible throws. You guys don't remember, or maybe you do remember, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers did a throw yeah. in that very same stadium. Glenn it, De- was to, uh, uh, it was to mm-hmm. um, Jared Cook? No. Jared in, Cook it was in the playoffs, in the and playoffs. Uh, Austin, I was actually at the uh, blimp in Mizzou. I, oh, I remember uh, watching that live. <laughs> it was to um, a tight end, I remember. Yeah. But uh, two two in the same playoff yeah. run. No, he, he had like two a couple season. years apart. It was incredible because um, he had the fail Mary or whatever. Um, but Kyler Murray going to his left, a small guy 
chucking it up. He's better than Lamar Jackson because he actually has a good throw, like a good throwing motion. Jackson, you're seeing mm-hmm. he's kind of regressing down to the mean. Um, but here's the reason why I don't say that the Browns is a bad beat. You weren't supposed to even get no. close to that cover. You know, That's you were true, back yeah. on your own 20. Nick Chubb, he could have just run for the 10 yards and just taken a, you know, and just slid down and the game was over. He runs 70 yards, so fantasy players should owe him, you know, like, hey, shit, like, thanks. The touchdown would be great, too. And it made sense to – you should have scored it. It would have been a two – I know he's thinking, but could you imagine as he's running, people chasing him, he's trying to do math in his head. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, who's going to fucking yell at me if I don't score? Am I going to – Todd Gurley, am I going to fuck my team over? It's not – yeah, let's not mention Todd Gurley. Oh. But I didn't think that was a bad beat. I wasn't on it, but I, I could see how Browns fans were like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's not a bad beat. Well, the, the Bills-Cardinals feeling... is 100% a bad oh, beat. Oh, my God. But also, the line was three. So, like, not that many people took that beat. You know, if you're the Cardinals, you, you weren't going to cover minus three. Um, no, I think the closing – yeah, a lot of people grabbed it at three, but technically the closing line was like two and a half. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, um, all the girls listening probably have no fucking clue what we're talking about. But yeah. um, the, the feeling going through your head when Nick Chubb breaks free, it's like the best feeling in the world. And You're then like, for it to not w- happen at the end, it's like, oh, my God. What yeah. The fuck? <laughs> so it's like – It's such a blue ball. So it's true. like, how? How? How am I going to win this It's bet? also hilarious yeah. that Nick Chubb decided to do that um, when, like, I totally understand why, but – they're not going to go out and score to like twice in a row. The game was seven to ten. Like, <laughs> oh, it was. So could have easily ran it in. They probably would have. You know what I mean? Like, you're just a team guy. Off. Like, how the fuck is how is that going to work out? The team couldn't score more than seven points the entire game, but they're going to throw up ten in the last fifty seconds. All right, let's get the ladies involved. <laughs> Um, first of all, I, I do got to say, we are just stacked full of content right now. We got to get to the WrestleMania fight between Austin and myself. I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, we're getting into this podcast. It's a legendary story. Also, my dad was once in a cult that's coming up as well, but first for the ladies, um, remember blind dates, those gotta be dead now. Right. You know, before, I think when we were growing up, maybe when we were like 10 through 12, you know, we weren't going on dates, but that might've been the last time where it was like, Oh, a friend sets you up. Hey, here's Ashley, you know? And it's like, Oh, and you're literally sitting there. What's going through your mind. You know, nothing about her. Now that's, you don't have that, whether it's a thrill, whether it's an anxiety, you don't have that because you're automatically searching her up and know everything about her, probably her address, social security number and bank account information by the time you find out her last name. I've never been on a blind date, blind date. Um, I I thought they were for like people in their thirties that like, don't get out Well, it was pre-internet, I think, right? What? It was like pre-internet because, like, that yeah. was why it was a blind date. You had no idea what this person looked like. You just knew what their name was. Right, right. I love now how you, you bring. I love how you come in, like, ladies. Uh, blind dates are those still a thing? Like, what do you think our demo is? Liz Duarte. As a, yeah, blind I was dates. just going to her. How were those? As if the ladies weren't already tuned out by the sports betting every, info. Every I dropped the panties with blind dates. Pod. Dylan, have you been on a blind date before? No, but I was just kind of thinking like, uh, 
you know what happened? I'm not a bachelor guy, but I was walking by Kelsey kind of like watching the bachelor. And I think I kind of noticed it was someone made the comment. It was like, it's kind of like a blind date, you know, just like the butterflies. I was like, are we still doing blind fucking dates? You know, Dude, and it was, it was like the friends era, right? You know, if, if someone set me up with a girl and they didn't tell me the name, so I couldn't look her up and like, just meet, meet her here. Talk about a fucking thrill. I mean, yeah. the whole day you're like, all right, what's this girl going to look like? I kind of want to do it now that you say it. That would be a social experiment. If you like, if we forced you not to look her up, Yeah, you know, and then we just sent in random, like paid actors to like the, the diner. And you're like, Oh shit. You're like, Does that chick have a mustache? And you're like, <laughs> They you know, it's happening to some extent, though. Yeah. Like, when I used to date on Hinge and, and Bumble and Raya and that shit, um, I usually just go straight in with girls and I'd be like, do you, like, you want to grab a drink? I'm not into the whole, like, let's, like, text it out and talk for, like, a week and then meet up. And it was kind of like a blind date. All you know is their name, what they look like, and, like, maybe what they do. Imagine not knowing what they looked like, though. That's like, yeah, that's why. I mean, who, how would you like, even know where to look? True. You're just it's sitting like Michael in a... from, from the office. <laughs> I'll give her a 10 on looks and a two on being able to describe herself. <laughs> but it's just like, imagine you get there early and you're just sitting in the booth by yourself waiting. You're looking at every single person getting in. But that's the other thing, too, is like, you know, are we still going to restaurants or it's literally, you know, Netflix and chill um but you brought up social media apps for so it, i was kind of like it wasn't blind dates but i would ask people on dates in high school like that was kind of i think odd but that was something i did uh we'd hit up olive garden i slam like 10 breadsticks but in um, the valley correct yes yeah, right by yeah me. shout out but, molly fitzer um, she used to work there but I shout out. But I never really got into the dating apps. Like Tinder really took off. Like right, right as I met my wife, and I was just locked up, you know. So like you brought up Bumble, Aaron. Like, what you wrote it down, Austin. First of all, you jump in here. So yeah, I actually wrote it down. Um, okay, I have all the apps. I rarely go on them, but um, you know how you get like that notification. Oh, hey, someone likes you on Bumble like once every six months. So I went on. I never got it. And dude, Bumble is popping. There are a lot of hot girls on Bumble. It's like by far the best. Not even comparable to Hinge. Wait, let's rank but them right now. Give me. Do you have your top city. three in mind? Give me your top three, three to one. Bumble, Hinge. That's those only two I really use. I guess they're Tinder, but I don't use Tinder. People use Tinder for like hookers and yeah. drugs. <laughs> it it goes by city. Like, New York was great with Hinge and Raya. I don't know, like, how L.A. is because I've had a girlfriend. But, dude, Bumble, they're up to some sketch shit. If you look wait, at my wait. Twitter history, I used to blast them. They'll hit you every <laughs> single Sunday with, oh, my God, matches are up 57% in your area. So one time I like, got in their face about it because they were sending this to every single person in every city. And I was like, how is it possible? I took a screenshot of my buddy Chet's phone in my phone. It's the same percentages. How is it possible that percentages are surging the same amount in two different cities on the same day? And they actually hit me back on Twitter. They were like, relax. It's a nationwide thing. It goes by country. Really? They're deceiving you, man. 
<laughs> so so okay so for people that don't know bumble when you match the girl has to text you first within 24 hours or else it disappears and you can give them a, an extension of 24 hours if they don't say anything if you think they're they're really cute so i matched with this girl i actually tried to super like her but you have to like pay extra <laughs> so i second. matched and i was like fuck yes her name's lauren if you're listening i don't really remember what she looks <laughs> like up. But I was so pumped to match with her. I give her the she extension. I'm you. like, come on, Lauren. She's gone. She never texted me. That happens it's all like, the time. like, how am I going to match with this girl and not even get the opportunity to say anything? And so, you even fucking super liked her, too. Yeah, so is this your case for Bumble being the best dating app? Because you're making a great <laughs> Wait, so great is Tinder pitch. not a thing anymore? Like, Jesus Christ, I'm the old soul in the Zoom box. What's going on here? Dude, I'm pretty sure Tinder is for like people that just want to fuck and like straight up. Don't give but Bumble, on the other hand, like. is for people that just want to super like and get ghosted. Okay. I know yeah. a lot of girls that use Bumble BFF when they move to new cities for work. What's that? I know a ton of girls who like. Is that like the city. Sims like add on like extension? <laughs> you have to pay like it's for it's to make friends. Because uh, people will move to, I mean, I'm assume guys could probably use it too. Like, I'm not sure, but I just, I specifically know a few girls that have moved to big cities, don't know anyone and have made like pretty good friends off of it. That's actually a pretty good idea. And they're both probably girls. So they both can text first bullshit. (laughs) Look, I'm still, I'm still salty about it. Lauren, if you're listening, (laughs) hit me up. Extra shout out. We gotta find her. All right, come on, Wing. I don't remember her. what she looks like. I should have screenshot. No, her. well, our listeners, we'll we'll track her down. Just like the one star reviewer, we'll track her down. What? Also, oh, what's your best prompt? Uh, like get the conversation going. Yeah. So on Hinge, I have let's discuss this topic, and it's pouring the milk before the cereal, and boy, okay. does it get those girls fired up. Really? Like, they're like, are you a psychopath? <laughs> and uh yeah it's, it's a good one-liner i don't do it for the record you have to be in clinically insane to pour the milk before the cereal that's fair yeah that's that's a fact <laughs> trying to think of what my good one was it had something to do with disney channel movies uh who cares that's moving on <laughs> um speaking of who cares um <laughs> I don't even know where I was going Our with that. Second one star reviewer. Yeah. We don't care, okay? It's, yeah. But who we, the fuck was it? I was who the fuck was it? I think it was Ty Dalton. <laughs> I was um I saw that, but I was excited because it wasn't like, you know, we just got the one star. We got we weeded them out with a couple of uh five stars as well. I'm embracing it. Honestly, at the end yeah. of the day, give us only one stars because if it gets so low, it's a rating. people are gonna start making a commotion. Correct. It'll be like this app cannot be rated lower than like point one star. That's what, what we is go going for. on. Um. All right. Here's something I got to get to because I, <clears throat> I, I need someone to explain this to me. When is the last time you've had cash? Um. <laughs> the only time I will ever have cash is when I right am here. drunkenly, you know, fall. You have cash. You are showing cash right now. It's foreign to me. When I am just stumbling over the ATM machine, accepting the $10 fee, pulling out 600 and I'm at Caesars at the $25 mm-hmm. blackjack table. 
That is the Black only time I have cash. Black or red? Uh, I'm always red, baby. Come on. I, as soon as I land in Vegas, I'm throwing 50 on red. Red never does you wrong. Until it does. Should we let people know that we're talking about uh, we, we should eventually bring the uh, company to Vegas. We were floating that out there. Yeah, <laughs> coming soon. I, uh, Four episodes I was on. I was on the black team, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So I'm usually black, but sometimes I'll really? go red. I don't know. Um, I never have cash anymore. I used to because you know cover and tipping, but now I honestly <laughs> never carry it unless I'm withdrawing money from the ATM at the casino. It's all Ven. <clears throat> excuse me. It's all Venmo. I mean, like it, it was so funny because in high school that was when cash was still super relevant. I would argue, and then right when we went to college, it was like, oh, Venmo, Venmo, Venmo. Brennan Duarte notoriously never had cash, and it would piss us the fuck off. Just like with us going to McDonald's, do it, bro, bro. Can you? Can, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for your food. I'll pay for your food. I'll put yeah. it on my credit card. Uh, like if we had to get him liquor or something. Um. JP Fields lets you pay cover with Venmo. And I went to the bar. They're like, we're cash only. I'm like, oh, she's like, I'll just take Venmo too. I'm like, holy shit. Like, and I Venmoed her personally. So who knows what she did with that 50 bucks. Oh, that shit's gone. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> cash is gone. But I used to do a thing back in college where if you go to the bank, they'll give you as many $2 bills as you want. So I used to like roll in there and be like, hey, I need like $300 in twos um because people don't know that twos are still reproduced they still like the mint still makes them but no one ever sees twos right and they always freak out about them so i used to roll around mizzou with a few hundred dollars in twos people will (laughs) never ever forget who you are i promise you it is the move man Uh. you 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 go up to the line you got to pay cover you're the two guy hey Two's guy. He's got me twos. You're in the front of the line. All the bartenders, they want the twos. People love $2 bills. I, it's crazy. It's infectious. That's a heady play. You, you just go keep the change uh, instead of just a $1. Um, you guys hate me. You guys hate me. I've been trying to get Zoom Pro for fucking ever. Um, I have way too many goddamn Gmail accounts that we have two minutes left. So I am going to tease this. I am going to tease this. Of course, my God, me and Austin just throwing ourselves off like Goku and whoever the hell else was in Dragon Ball Z, WrestleMania, our fight in high school. Got to get to that. My dad was once in a cult. He wasn't in Nexium, but we might interview him. That's coming up as well. Um, is this – someone put this down. MVMT, this company, I'm interested in this. So we've got some news on that. Uh, why we are the most popular, uh, you know, kind of pop culture podcast in Belgium and a new segment we might debut just kind of reviewing getting you the audience to uh, enjoy a show or a movie that's very bingeable watchable with us that's coming up all right again i suck sorry uh we also just spent another 10 minutes of our 40 minutes on this zoom second chat uh kind of wasting away but we'll get right back to the nonsense that we get for you here on winging it episode four by the way we do appreciate all your feedback uh rate review you know the drill subscribe um lots to get to wrestlemania me versus austin uh my dad was in a cult once also still to get to i have three dogs now it's been a blessing um also uh, a burden also a burden um uh, that's how's that up. going how's the dog uh, it's going? awesome it, he's a bundle of joy but it's it's constant attention 
you know, like I can't just like, it's, it's a lot of not anxiety, but it's a lot of just like, like I'll just get lost in my video game for like three minutes. I'm like, oh, shit, what do you eat? You know, you got to like kind of just turn around. Did you lose a bet? Like, why do you have three dogs? I love dogs, man. Love dogs to the day I die. I, uh, I won't get one for another couple of years, but the goal is to have four at a time. All right. Here's a little inside. Um, so I've got a, a dog that's about to be five, a dog that's about to be four. And then Porter is the newest puppy. He's just a couple. Uh, So they'll all be in high school together. Nine weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got some, we got some, uh, you know, young adult dogs, a puppy, uh, and then we'll let these guys grow up and then we'll get another puppy, you know, and it'll just be one rotation of all the dogs. Um, but that's coming up. That'll probably be episode five. First, let's get to MVMT who put this down. Okay, so I was watching this like investment video on YouTube and this kid called into the show and was like, yeah, I'm making like $250,000 a year. Wait, it was like 60 grand a month or something ridiculous. And this guy's like, what? And he's like, how? And he's like drop shipping. So for those of you that don't know, basically you create a website and you put products from China on it that are super cheap. And you just have China send it to them without them knowing you, and you never touch the product. So it's, it's pure profit and you just basically spend money on um, advertising. So I started looking into it and the company MVMT pronounced movement that sells like watches. Watches, right? Yeah. A lot of the guys on Instagram have probably seen the ads. They started out doing that. And they just put their brand on the watches from China. They're like, yeah, we'll put your brand on it for a little more money. They became so recognizable that in 2018, they sold their company for $100 million within five years. (laughs) And they were 26 years old when they started it. We'll get there. Go in. And I started texting Aaron. I'm like, all right, I got to start a drop shipping company and I've been doing research and I have a couple of friends that have tried it. Um, I just got to find the right product. Have you guys gotten some of those watches? I've always, that's one of those Instagram ads where I'm just like, I check it out. I wa- I kind of screen cap it to get a watch and never get around to it, but they make some nice watches. It's crazy. How remember how Amazon started as a bookstore and now they're like, you know, the biggest thing on the planet. It's all about starting something. If you have the technology you know, maybe there will eventually be a time for it, even if it's all about it. believing in yourself. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Okay? Thank you. MVMT didn't make anything. They just like believed and they had great marketing. Same thing with Bezos. I was yep. watching an interview with one of his friends. He's like, what's his name? Mark Bezos? Jeff. Jeff. Jeffrey. How did I not know that? Um, and his friend was like, yeah, Jeff came to me when we were 26 and said, like, I need to borrow, like, five grand if you want to invest in my company. It's going to do over $100 billion in revenue um, yeah. in a single year. And his friend was like, countries aren't even worth $100 billion in revenue. He's like, <laughs> we couldn't even fathom it. And he's like, I mean, now, look, 25 years later, I didn't invest in his company. <laughs> no, is that the guy that <laughs> would have been, like, a billionaire? Yeah, he was like, Jeff looked me in the eyes and said, I'm going to be the richest man in the world one day. And this guy was like, yeah. shut the fuck up. That's the guy. And here, here he is now. The so, Austin, I 
believe in you, but do you believe in yourself? Here's something we all believe in. I don't know. <laughs> and that's Opti. Let's get the Opti update for the people. Austin, oh. do you want to tell the people or should I? You can go ahead. All right. Opti, strong company, great financials, first penny stock to ever be featured on Forbes. Little update for the people. So last time you you know, were visiting the pod, um, what had just happened? We had just talked about Opti. The next day it goes up 185%. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Austin. We sold out half our shares, right? It dipped down. I don't even know how much. Maybe another hundred percent over the few next few days. <laughs> Good God! No, we sold at six cents. It went down back to four fifty. Okay, <laughs> then we bought back in. We doubled yes. down, baby, because and they were in a Forbes article. Yeah, and recently that never happened. Going. Twitter is popping about Opti. Yeah. So we doubled back down at four and a half cents. And today I saw it break seven cents. So, I mean, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> Stonks. But we're, we're getting fucking bags over here, baby. Uh, Opti is the stock that you'll look at it in the morning at 840 and it'll be up 25%. And you're like, here we go again. Let's go, baby. It ended at minus 8% today. <laughs> It's a fucking roller coaster and yeah. you got to get, you got to hop on for the ride. I had like three people text me today. Yo, what is up with your Twitter? Do I get in Opti? And to every person that I explain this to, we don't know what they do. They don't know what they do. Their investors don't know what they do, but we will get rich. You have 200 bucks laying around, throw it in. 300 throw it in the stocks at six cents who gives a fuck right. people lose people spend hundreds of dollars at the bars this might get you rich who cares throw it in i've been right. lame ass so, joe i've been lame ass joe just sitting from the sidelines and austin is sending us snaps every single morning of opti up just you know loads and loads of percentage and it's like damn I mean, from the outside in, like, this must just look like an Opti pump and dump show. Yeah, it's sponsored. <laughs> sponsored yeah. by Opti. But we're, I think we played it right. We're hoping it gets to a dollar in the next couple of years and uh, we can retire. Uh, I kind of hope it that. drops, like, if it drops to four cents again, I will continue to load up. Because <laughs> that's boy. how much faith I have in this company, company that I know nothing about. Um, <laughs> speaking of having faith, thanks to all you guys. Speaking of someone you should invest in, yes, we'll take it. Opti, uh, add here. Um, but you know, I'm an analytics guy, I've been looking at it. So, we started this, geez, it's been uh, you know, it's been about a month and a half. We've had 1200 total listens over that course, you know, solid. So, I'm blown Love away by that. that. 1200, 1200, yeah. So, that's been impressive. Um, and I can see which uh, which cities are are from. And now it's a little kind of skewed because St. Louis is our top. We've gotten 200 of the 1,200 from St. Louis, but then it's also broken down. There's like 40 from uh, Baldwin, Chesterfield. So it's a little skewed that way. But we did come across something interesting. Top three for those interested. How about this? St. Louis, 200. 
Uh, and then we've got three in between of like 10 of each other at the 150 mark. Minneapolis, Chicago. How about Rapid City? All you out here in South Dakota, West River, represent. You guys still holding it down with D Corps. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, that was a self-proclaimed nickname. I don't know what I just did there. Anyway, <laughs> we discovered 70 listens from Brussels. <laughs> now, where is Brussels? You ignorant, you myopic. It's in Belgium. Come on. So those of you thinking that we have a click farm, no, 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 no. I do a lot of European soccer, my friends, on Corbett's. <laughs> we are so we're, – we're cashing overseas across the pond, I'm telling you. I mean, we're taking this global. Dylan, you – I am convinced you are running a click farm over in Belgium. Come on. Come on. In Brussels. I was so weak when you first told us that. Like, Well, what? you know what's funny is like – it's like when you – because I always get these bullshit um, on SoundCloud. It's like whenever I post a track, I get a like from a different person every day with the same profile picture. It's like, follow me oh, yeah. if you want free followers. I'll promote you. And it's just like, dude, what? Like, there's bots everywhere. So, like, there was always going to be. So, here's what's funny. So, this is what's funny is 1,200 total plays. 1,120 are from the United States. So it's not like we have click farms all over the country. No, there's only been one, there's only been two listens from Germany, one from the Russian Federation, and one from Bangladesh. So why are there 70 from Belgium? I mean, that's got to be – we've got a listener base there. How the fuck – do these people find us first of all dude it's and soundcloud second, it, it's just it's just like feeding out feeds all across the globe i think it's like this little town of these guys like did you listen this week we're not that important yo you want bill do you think they have any overlap with the dudes on twitter that comment on our videos these guys are idiots <laughs> <laughs> i we've gotten a lot of opti love shout out you guys um that's been funny yeah, opti's um, really our brand our heart and soul I, they don't even speak our same language, right? Clutching onto a penny stock for clicks. Yeah, they own like 200,000 shares. This is Dude, the only I, podcast that talks about it. I basically pre-cum today because like I freaking, uh, I put out that video, which was funny as hell. It was funny as hell. And holy shit, I look at it after a minute, 65 views. I was just like, and, you know, we're getting like, you know, 300 to 400 views on the ones on Twitter. Um. 60 views in a minute. I was like, holy fucking shit. I was like, this is the one that's going to make us blow up. And then it Anytime petered out when I'm texting you guys. I was like, Opti, holy shit. Anytime someone sees one video of our pod, they're like, see, someone's talking about it. <laughs> Mainstream. No, the funny they know we have no idea. No, the funniest is the people on Twitter that make the memes. And they're like, it's Opti Week, baby. <laughs> it's like all people just like us hoping they get rich on this stupid stuff. <laughs> it's like a cult of people. Dude, what about that spacecraft video I sent you? It's like, everyone go for launch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Opti earnings this week. Yeah. New board member. And everybody in launch. Houston's like, we're go Houston. We're go. We're go. And it's like <laughs> listing off all their products. And then the guy looking at the rocket, it's like, 
all the people that sold at four cents. <laughs> I, uh, dude, the uh, dollar sign a uh, a dollar scene O P T I. You got to get in. It's lit. Um, it's uh, the fans of our podcast. We appreciate it. Winging it. Episode four. Aaron Platts, Austin Platts. I'm Dylan Corbett. We're getting super comfortable with you. That's why we didn't even introduce ourselves here until uh, you know minute fifty five. But uh, let's wrap this up with something we want to do: rate, review. Um, something you guys want us to talk about, we'll talk about anything. And it's very entertaining as you guys have shown and support. Um, so we're going to keep doing it for you guys. We'll be out every single Tuesday, as you know, Apple podcast, Spotify, you name it. Something we want to do. I mean, we're all kind of bunkered away this winter, right? Uh, stuff's closing down left and right. Uh, so we're going to be watching a lot of Netflix, you name it, streaming services. So I just, I, I want to say, I just binged the boys and people have probably watched it. Austin is not Aaron has, it is so damn good. And I'll just kind of leave it as no spoilers here. It's basically if superheroes existed in our kind of technology fucked up utopia. And it's just very, it's very entertaining. The characters, the actors, the stories, um, it is so it's incredible. I, I want to like rewatch it. The first two seasons that I just binged the last week. Um, but something we want to do is kind of pick something out and watch it with you guys. Very slow, very, you know, if you don't get to it, whatever, but something we'll just kind of slow burn throughout as a topic. Um, first of all, Aaron, I wanted to get your thoughts about the boys. How would you sell it to Austin? Mm. Um, the Boys is the best TV show I've seen in at least the last few years. So damn creative. It's just like Dylan said. I mean, it's Amazon. The writing's great. It's like if superheroes um, were real and they had like fucked up personal issues like With all power. Us, like alcoholics, um, addicted to drugs, you know what I mean? Misogynist. Like, sex is involved. Uh, um, they're, you know, abuse of power. They're run by corporations. You know, they all the toys in the world are made after them. They're on every billboard. It's crazy shit. Yeah. Um, it makes I mean, you just, think. Like, on the surface, it's just entertaining because it's gory. It's superheroes, like, literally blasting the shit out of yeah. each other. And, it like, it the overtones of it are just so phenomenal. The writing. Uh, it's it, dark, man. It's dark, yeah. Is it one season? How many episodes? Two seasons. Two. Eight episodes? Dude, you should binge this like tonight. You will not I'm sleep. Gonna, I'll watch it tonight. Your ho- every person I've talked to watches yeah. the first episode and is immediately hooked. Dude. Drew's yelling as loud as he can in the background. So the bears go the heaters working. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry. Um, I celebrate. I'll, uh, I'll start the it's boys okay. tonight. Used to losing my money. I just watched the Queen's Gambit too. Have you guys seen that? I was looking into it. Great. What's up with that? So good. It's only seven or eight episodes, and it's what's about, a gambit? It's, uh, Queen's Gambit is like the I beginning think that's of what a chess, we do here. Holy shit! Of a chess game. Cordero uh, Patterson, a hundred and forty yard kickoff return. Wow, that's why you pay the man. <laughs> His contract's probably worth like a money. Line, I just watched it. Wow. He was putting up a three. I think I love how we returns. do this live. We kind of just celebrate this <laughs> money um, line, the over. So it's like the best thing that could have happened for the over. True. The queen's gambit is so good. Drew watched all eight episodes in a row. One work day. Um, <laughs> he was working really way good. to call him out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I should have said no. Shout out to the printers that day. 
Wait, hey, can we talk about this real quick? Did did Drew call into work today? No, and his birthday was Saturday. Good for him. Holy What'd you guys do? Shit. Gas him up a little bit. What'd you guys do, Austin? Uh, we drank all day, drank all night. You know how it is. <laughs> Actually, I heard you guys fell asleep at seven thirty p.m. No, no, we went to a friend's giving after day drinking, and everyone made it out to JP Field except Drew. Passed out in his room, <laughs> no cuddling way. his Elsa doll ah. that he got. <laughs> Shout out Kelly Panzita for the Elsa doll. <laughs> that's oh, I did see that. That was awesome. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, but what we want to do is watch a couple episodes of a new TV show with you guys and then discuss it at the end of the, our next podcast. Right. So what we want to do is so this show is called Brockmire. It's really funny. It's the guy starring, uh, starring Hank Azaria, who you're not going to recognize, um, but he's a stand-up comedian and he did all the voices from the Simpsons, old time actor. Um, super funny. It's basically an alcoholic like broadcaster who like got disgraced uh, and then he's working his way back up from uh, through minor league baseball. And it's just absolutely hysterical. Very short episodes, 20 minutes. It's like eight episodes per season. That's what I love is all these shows are so bingeable now. Um, so we're just going to rip through. Here's your homework, the listener. We're going to watch Brock Meyer. I've heard it's fantastic. Trust me. I am recommending it. You will not uh, disappoint. And it's going to be 